Welcome to Marketing and Mindset with Matt Miller, the podcast where we unpack game-changing marketing strategies and turbocharge your mindset for success. I'm Matt Miller, your guide to all things marketing and mindset. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Marketing and Mindset with Matt Miller. Today, we have a very special episode. We're going to be going over a book that I read a little bit while back, and it's called Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. And I have a question. Why is everybody so busy all the time, whether it's a task at work or something they're doing at home or certain chores that they just don't want to do? How can we look at what we're doing on a daily basis and try to free up that time? That's what this episode's all about. And we're going to be going over some of the key frameworks and principles that Dan talks about in his book, Buy Back Your Time. So during this episode, we're going to talk about the book specifically. And then also we're going to talk about Dan's executive administration standard operating procedures. So in the book, I first read this book around a year and a half ago, and it was my first book on entrepreneurship. And I really enjoyed it, took a lot out of it, a lot of principles and I apply them to my life today. So it's had a pretty big impact on myself. And we're gonna be going over a couple keys, uh, such as the drip matrix, which I'll discuss later. And that's all about replacing your time with the tasks that give you the most energy and bring you the most money. We're also gonna talk about your buyback rate. So if you've ever wanted to know how much you can hire somebody or how much you can afford to give somebody in order to complete tasks for you, we're going to have a formula for that. We're also going to talk about how to conduct a time and an energy audit. And then lastly, we're going to discuss some key principles of time versus money. And today I still listen to Dan Martell's podcast. I listen to some of his clips on Instagram. And he's someone that he provides a lot of insight. So I recommend everybody getting the book and then also following him on social media. And then I also want to talk about his standard operating procedures. I was listening to a podcast several weeks ago. And one of the things that he said at the end of the podcast when he was interviewing somebody was in my Instagram, if you leave me a DM and you leave a certain code, I will give you 20 pages of standard operating procedures that I use whenever I'm onboarding a different executive assistant. And I went through this and I thought it was very interesting. And I took the three main points that I thought would provide the most value to everybody. And I'm going to summarize those as well. So we're going to go over the book and then also standard operating procedures. And in those SOPs, he talks about three different things primarily that I'm going to discuss. And it's his five North Star principles. So five things that he values the most. Also, the executive assistant priorities, so what he does in terms of telling his assistant what to prioritize on a daily basis. And then lastly, he talks about certain tips on productivity. So three tips on productivity that I'm also going to share. Now that I've discussed the main topics in the book and the standard operating procedures, let's get into the fine details and some key points from the book. So the book, Buy Back Your Time, it really revolves around the premise of hiring to buy back your time and not to grow your business. So it is an entrepreneurship book, but you can also take a lot of principles out of it and apply it to your day-to-day -day life outside of your corporate job if you're working a corporate job. 
And he describes the drip matrix, which has four main categories in it. So he talks about delegating, replacing, investing, and then the production quadrant. So if you think about a graph, if you look at the y-axis, we'll call that money. So as you go up, you're gonna have more money. And then on the x-axis, we're gonna talk about energy. So as you go to the right, there's more energy involved. So the very first quadrant is the bottom left quadrant, and that's the delegate quadrant. And these tasks are the tasks that bring you very little money, but also suck out your energy. They give you very little energy. And these are the type of tasks that you want to delegate. And some examples that Dan gives in his book of tasks that you should be delegating are paying your bills, looking over your invoices, um, looking over your email and creating your calendar. Those are all tasks that should be delegated if you're looking to value your time and spend it on things that bring you more value, more money, and more energy. And then if you look on the top left quadrant, those are tasks that bring a lot of money, but they also do not bring you a lot of energy. And he discusses these tasks as replacement. Some examples in the book, he gives sales, marketing, selling, managing his team, and outsourcing. And these tasks, like they bring in revenue, but they also take away your energy. So when he says replace them, if you have other team members that you can give those tasks to, that would be beneficial because then you're going to start buying back your time and freeing yourself up for tasks that actually bring you money and also bring you energy. And then on the on the right side quadrant, on the bottom, there's tasks that give you a lot of energy, but don't give you a lot of money. And he calls this quadrant on the right bottom investment. So you're investing yourself. It gives you a lot of energy. It just doesn't produce money. And some examples that he gives in the book are activities, writing books, podcasts, hanging out with friends and family, and personal development. So very important tasks, and you want to keep those on your plate, and it's an investment in yourself. So it's not in the top right category, which is going to provide the most value, but these tasks do provide a good amount of value. So you want to focus your time on them, but you don't want to go all out 100% on these tasks because they do uh, not bring a ton of money. And then lastly, the top right quadrant is the production quadrant, and he talks about in the production quadrant, you're making a ton of money and you're also bringing yourself a lot of energy. So when you're taking money and you're taking energy and you're combining it together, that's where you're gonna see production. Some tasks that he gives examples of are purpose, passion, joy, freedom, focus, and all of this gives a ton of energy, brings money, combine those two together, and that's what we wanna focus on to be our the best version of ourselves. And that is a summary of the drip matrix which he describes in the book. The next thing I wanna talk about is the buyback rate. And Dan describes this as, if you're somebody that works at a company, or if you're an entrepreneur, or just in your daily life, you can use this principle and this formula to think, is it worth it hiring somebody to cut my grass? Is it worth it hiring somebody to manage my inbox and my calendar? And he discusses this formula as the buyback rate, which is the money that you make divided by 8,000. 
So for example, if you, if you make $100,000, if you take those $100,000 and divide it by 8,000, you end up getting $12.50. And if you get $12.50, that's what you're willing to pay somebody per hour in order to fill certain tasks that you can get off your plate. And that's just a quick formula to see if it makes sense. And if you're able to do this, let's say you're an entrepreneur and you hire somebody $12.50 an hour to take away some of these menial tasks, it buys you back a ton of time. And then you can focus on tasks that are closer to the investment categories or even the production categories that bring you more energy and bring you more time. And when you're able to start offloading the stuff that doesn't bring you value and then taking on more of the revenue generating things, if you continue that cycle, continue to audit yourself and continue to use those practices, that's where you're going to start growing your business. That's when you're going to start freeing up your time and your day-to-day -day activities. And that's where you're going to see the most growth in your corporate job. And then another general rule of thumb is if you make $100,000 divided by 8,000, you get that 1250. If you take whatever you earn, and whatever 25% of that is another general rule of thumb of what you can probably offload and outsource to other people. In addition to the buyback rate, another key principle, the third one that we're going to discuss is the time and energy audit. And this directly aligns with the drip matrix. So if you think of your drip matrix on a chart, you can look at this five-step process to determine if this task is in the delegate quadrant, or if it's above it in the replacement, or if it's on the bottom right in the investment quadrant, or if it's on the top right and it's in the production quadrant. So this is the five-step process. Number one, determine your buyback rate. So what we just discussed, if you're making $100,000, divide that by 8,000, you get $12.50. That's what you can use to offload or to hire somebody to take off tasks that are more menial, that you can do more meaningful tasks on your own. And he recommends to audit your day every 15 minutes for two consecutive weeks. And when you do this audit, you're gonna see all the different tasks that you do on a daily basis. And you're gonna see some of the tasks that are taking a lot of your energy away from you, and then also tasks that are bringing energy for you. So that's the purpose of this exercise. Do that initial audit, see what all the tasks are that are taking up your time. And then once you do that, number three is assigning a dollar amount to each one of those tasks. Is it something like checking your inbox? Well, in that case, it's probably zero. Is it something working and selling a product? Maybe that's uh, you bring in a certain amount of money and what he recommends is for tasks that don't bring a lot of money put one dollar sign and then for tasks that bring a ton of money put four dollar signs and then in between two dollar signs and three dollar signs and assign either one dollar sign or up to four dollar signs per task to see just as a quick visual if it brings in a lot of money and then after you do that you also want to take that same list and highlight each of those tasks either green or red. Green symbolizes that it's bringing you energy and then red symbolizes that it's taking energy away from you. So in an ideal scenario, you'd have a task that you have $4 signs 
that's also green and that brings in a lot of energy. You can also rate the energy tasks one through four, similar to what you did for the dollars. And then once you have all these tasks, and then really what you have is you have your X value, which is your energy, is it one through four? Then you have the Y value, which is your money, is it one dollar sign, two, three, or four? Then once you have that, you can start plotting those on that chart as a visual to see if those tasks fall in one of those specific quadrants. And those are the five steps in order to do a time and energy audit. After the time and energy audit, another main topic that's discussed is the difference between an employee and an entrepreneur. And Dan, he's really big on the entrepreneur life, which isn't for everybody, but he discusses that if you are an employee, you are trading your time for money, your most likely salary or hourly, and you're making a certain amount of money per time that you work. Now, if you're an employee, you flip that around. So instead of trading time for money, now you're trading money for time. And when you're trading money for time, that's where all these principles start making a lot of sense. If you can start buying back your time, that's going to translate into more money down the future. And then lastly, he talks about empire building. And he says an empire builder is somebody that trades money for additional money. So maybe that's investing in a company or investing in a startup where you're going to put money into this person or this company and you're going to generate more money in return, which is going to start building your empire, which he calls the empire builder. To recap, the four key topics discussed in this book revolve around the drip matrix, the buyback rate formula, the time and energy audit, and then the time versus money criteria that we just discussed. Now that we've discussed this, let's take a look at Dan's executive assistant standard operating procedures. And this is something that I found really fascinating. I went through the 20 or 30 pages and I picked out three main points that I wanted to talk about. And number one is his North Star principles. And the North Star principles, he talks about number one, always protect the CEO's time. And these principles are towards an executive assistant or somebody that's gonna work hand in hand with him. And he says, number one, protect my time. Time's my most, most valuable asset. It's what's going to eventually bring me in the most amount of money. So number one thing is just protect the time. And then he lays out certain principles in order to protect that time. And then the next principle is efficiency in calendar. And what he means by that is if he's going to put away a certain amount of time for a certain task or a certain meeting in the day, it should have you know, an effective topic, a purpose, and it shouldn't drag on. It should be quick and it should be efficient. And then number three, which I found super interesting was he always talks about the art of saying no. And you hear certain quotes from all different sorts of people. And a lot of times what separates good from great is people say no 90% of the time versus people saying no 99% of the time. And he talks about you have to be willing to say no because every time that you say yes to a certain task, you're ultimately saying no to a certain other task that could be much higher in value. So he always talks about 
whenever he's given an opportunity, he's always grateful for it. But 99% of the time he's saying no. He only looks at that 1% that he thinks that could bring him the most value and give him the most opportunity in the future in order to say yes. But in this principle, he talks about the appreciative response. And whenever he has to say no, he makes sure that he says that he's very thankful for the offer. And then at this time, you know, he's not accepting whatever speaking engagement or opportunity that's being presented. But he always wants to stay connected with that individual because in the future, you never know what value or what opportunity could be where maybe it makes sense to talk. And then the fourth North Star principle is Dan talks about whenever somebody has a decision that they have to make or they're going through the problem solving process and they present Dan with a question, he never likes it when the question is just presented without any other criteria or evidence supporting it. What he says is whenever you have a question or whenever you're coming to me for advice, always come to me with three different answers to the question or three different answers to the problem. And he'll go through and he'll say, okay, here's the problem. So what are your three different solutions? And then the person will list off number one, this is what I'm thinking. Number two, this is what I'm thinking. And then number three, this is what I'm thinking. And then after that, he'll say, okay, great. Which one do you think makes the most logical sense? And then that person will say what they think makes sense. And Dan says 90% of the time, after listening to them discuss the pros and cons of each of their solutions, and then giving the answer themselves, 90% of the time he's going to agree with them based on that three-step approach. Because when they take that three-step approach and they consider three different solutions and whatever they think is the best, that process alone is going to give them the right answer most of the time. And then the last principle that he talks about in the North Star principles is prioritizing revenue. And he says, profit solves all problems. Making money is always should be the priority. And the next thing that I found that is super interesting is Dan always talks about the two main priorities that his executive assistant has. And whenever you're reading the book, he harps on this so much that whenever you hire somebody, they should have two main responsibilities. And he talks about number one, they need to manage your inbox. Think about all the time that we spend on a daily basis going through our inbox. Think of how many times there's the distraction of pulling up our email instead of working on higher priority tasks. That's number one that the executive assistant needs to accomplish and that he recommends that we hire as our first hire. And then after the inbox, the second most important thing is making sure that we have somebody manage our calendar. He talks about in his standard operating procedures, he has a six week out plan, a that week plan, and that day plan where he'll go over his calendar with his executive assistant and they'll talk about all the important meetings coming up in the next six weeks, in the next week, and then also that day. And if you have somebody managing your inbox and then managing your calendar, think of all the time that would save us. How much time in a workday are we coordinating meetings, looking at our inbox, and doing stuff that revolves around those two tasks? And how many distractions come out of those two tasks alone? 
So if we can get somebody to do that for us, sure, we won't be hands-on as much, and that comes with trust that our executive assistant is going to deal with certain things appropriately, but we can also put in systems in place where maybe they won't respond if it's a certain person or if it's something that's related to financials, they won't respond as well. So there can be alternatives for it. But just think of all the time that we'd save if we hired out somebody to do our inbox and calendar. And then lastly, in these principles, he talks about the importance of batch content. And there was one super important point that I thought found very interesting was he said, once a quarter, schedule a day or just for the whole entire day, he's going to do podcast episodes. And sometimes I think he'll go back to back to back to back for five or 10 podcast episodes and get it all done within a day, which is pretty crazy to think. So I'm sure he batches a lot of his work on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, and it ends up saving him a lot of time in terms of productivity improvements. And then lastly, he talks about the importance of automation. And according to PR Newswire, workers waste more than 40% of their day on manual digital administrative processes. So think of all the time that we could save if we took that 40% and instead of making it manual, we made it automatic. And I think that's also super important and it's something that Dan discussed as well. Now that we've covered all the main topics, let's discuss everything that we've covered so far. So first we talked about the drip matrix and the four different quadrants, which the worst quadrant is the delegate quadrant, which is tasks that reduce your energy, such as billing or email or invoicing, and then tasks that bring in money but have very low energy is the replacement quadrant, and that would be selling, managing a team, and outsourcing. And then on the bottom right quadrant, we talk about the investment category, something that doesn't bring a lot of money, but it gives you a lot of energy. So it's definitely worthwhile. And those are activities, writing books, podcasts, hanging out with family and friends, personal development, something that we should definitely prioritize, but it's not as good as tasks that also bring energy and also bring money. And if we have tasks that bring a bunch of energy and tasks that bring a bunch of money, combine them together, that's where we get purpose, joy, passion, freedom, focus, and that's the quadrant that we want to live out as much as we can. Then we discussed the buyback rate, which talked about how much money you make divided by 8,000 is the amount of money that we can afford to hire somebody out to do certain tasks for us. So if we make $100,000 and we divide that by 8,000, that gives us $12.50 an hour or roughly about 25% of what you make, that's what we can spend on outsourcing and hiring out certain tasks to free up our time, and then spend that extra time on tasks that bring us more value and bring us more joy and more money. And then we talked about the time and energy audit, which was a five-step process. So the first thing, determining your buyback rate, then auditing each 15 minutes of our workday for two consecutive weeks. Number three, assigning either $1, $2 signs, $3 signs, or $4 signs to each task, and then assigning the value as well. And then number four, 
highlighting the task, either green or red, green being tasks that bring you energy, and then red being tasks that suck energy from you. And then once we have that, we can plot it on the drip matrix and understand if it's tasks that are in the production quadrant, the investment quadrant, the delegate, or the replacement quadrants. And then after that, we talked about the different credentials for time versus money. So talking about how an employee trades time for money, an entrepreneur trades money for time, and then an empire builder trades money for money. And then after that, we got into Dan's standard operating procedures for his executive assistants, talking about the North Star principles, which was number one, protecting the CEO's time, Number two, efficiency in calendar. Number three, sending appreciative responses. Number four, designing the play, which includes whenever employees have a problem or a question for Dan, they'll come to him with three answers to it. And then also what they recommend as the answer. And that will lead the discussion. And a lot of times the employee or whoever's bringing the question to Dan will be right. And then after that, prioritizing revenue. And then we also spoke about the executive assistant priorities, managing the calendar, number one, and managing the inbox, number two. And then lastly, talking about productivity. So the batch content, spending a whole day on one task that's similar or the same, such as uploading podcasts consecutively for certain hours and recording podcasts consecutively for certain hours. When you batch it, a lot of times you're gonna be most efficient. And then lastly, automation. How can we take manual tasks and turn them into automatic tasks? So I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. If you found value in it, please share it with somebody. I'll also, leave the book, Buy Back Your Time, in the description. And I appreciate you guys listening, and we'll be back with another episode shortly. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Marketing and Mindset with Matt Miller. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode. Until then, take care and keep listening.